This is In the Arena, the Colorado Concern podcast that explores the intersection of business and politics. I'm your host, Mike Kopp. Paul Andrews is the president and CEO of the National Western Stock Show located in North Denver, Colorado. It's a institution important to Denver that has been there for more than 100 years. His business is rodeo, livestock, and all things Western. We visited with Paul as he continues the historic expansion of the stock show complex and as he looks toward the reopening of events across the country and, of course, across the state of Colorado, hopefully with the reopening of the National Western Stock Show in 2022. He's definitely navigating some unique challenges as somebody in the event business, but we found through the interview that he is definitely somebody that can get the job done. I hope you enjoy. Well, Paul Andrews, it's such a delight to visit with you. I've been a longtime admirer of yours and certainly supporter of the Stock Show as countless thousands around the metro area have been. Um, Thanks for joining us today. And I want to start out by asking you, because I don't know this story, how did you wind up as head of the National Western Stock Show? And um, let's talk a little bit about what the National Western Stock Show is. Well, thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure to be with you and, and uh, anyone else that's listening out there. Uh, it is an interesting story how I became the president and CEO of Stock Show. I, I've only had two jobs in my life. So from 1990 to 2010, I worked for the Denver Nuggets and Colorado Avalanche predominantly. As you remember, the Nuggets were one of two teams in town back in the 90s, uh, early 90s anyway. It was just the Broncos and the Nuggets. And then Uh, We became the Nuggets and the Avalanche back in 95, 96, and won the Stanley Cup in 96. And so uh, I was, I started just in ticket sales there in 1990, cold calling a lot of people, selling season tickets, and then uh, worked my way up the corporate ladder. uh, And in 96, 97, became the uh, vice president of uh, sales and marketing, and then uh, ultimately became the head of Cronky Sports Enterprises uh, in um, 2005. So I, I served lots of roles there until I became the head of business operations in 2005 with, with Mr. Cronky and oversaw the Pepsi Center at the time, uh, Dick Sporting Goods Park, the Paramount Theater, and uh, the First Bank Center up in Broomfield. So then the sports teams that I was overseeing were the Nuggets, the Avalanche, the Mammoth and the Rapids. And so that was uh, that was what I did for 20 years. And uh, then and came over here in 2010 uh, to really think through what an expansion of the National Western Stock Show could be with new facilities and how they would be set up and, and how they would be run and managed. But I also was able to pair my love of agriculture. I I grew up on a ranch in Golden, Colorado. It was a old Hereford ranch for all the Hereford ranchers out there. And my grandfather uh, and uncles and everyone were deep in the livestock business. And so so growing up on that ranch, working out there all the time, I I developed that love of agriculture and and cattle uh, specifically. And so once I was through with Cronky Sports, I just kind of paired up my love for agriculture and uh, venue management, and lo and behold, that matched what the National Western Stock Show was looking for. I would say, I mean, what a perfect serendipitous matching for uh, the city and for the state to 
uh, find you and, and have you be able to merge those two, I guess, disciplines and practices and, and loves. I was going to ask you a little bit about your, your Western background. Um, and partially I want to know because in, in a lot of ways I see your role and I suppose the board's role at the national Western as, is really being ambassadors of the West and you, you have to kind of embody, uh, this, this Western culture and project this Western culture and, um, sort of be a custodian of it. Do I, do I have that right? Do you feel that way? Is there a better way to describe it? I, I think you're spot on there, Mike. It is, you know, when you, when you talk about what is the national Western stock show, well, we're a, we're a proud 501c3 that was founded in 1906 uh, on education, agricultural education, and the uh, really uh, the, the celebration of our Western heritage here in Colorado. That, that's really why we were founded. And those two disciplines, I suppose, those two goals each year have to be lived out at the National Western Stock Show each January for 16 days. Back in 1906, it, it wasn't a 16-day show. It was merely a, a, a small livestock show. We only showed 350 animals that first year. We had no trade show. We had no rodeo. We had a few horse shows, and that was it. Uh, 15,000 people attended in 1906. So, you know, fast forward to today, we've become the Super Bowl of livestock shows. 15,000 head of animals were showed at our 2020 show. And, uh, you know, we're one of the biggest rodeos in the world, the most prestigious, one of the top four. We have 29 rodeo performances in 16 days. We've got uh, 12 of the best horse shows in the world that happen here right on site. And then a trade show that has 900 trade show booth spaces. We kick off $120 million economic impact in our 16 days. And we're now part of the fabric of what Denver is, which uh, after 114 years, I think that's uh, probably uh, something that you thought might occur for something that lasts that long. So, so really, Western heritage, celebration of, of Western spirit, Western values, uh, that it's, it's all what we're about during the January show and beyond. Colorado Concern, uh, as you know, is a business-focused organization. We want to see business succeed in Colorado. We want to see our economic growth environment be rich and ripe with opportunities for everybody. And at the National Western, you've done that. Of course, you've created a lot of jobs and a lot of opportunities over the year. And so I want to talk about the future with you, but I want to talk a little bit more about the past and kind of the intersection of stewarding our Western heritage, our agricultural heritage in the state, you know, the selling of, of cowboy hats and boots and just sort of the celebration of all things West. How integral is, are those activities to the business success of the stock show? They, they are certainly a very important aspect of the national Western stock show uh, because they drive economic uh, they drive economic Im, you know impact and activity across our entire month of January but more than the hats and the boots and all the great things you can eat on site that are uh, that are really only get here we're also the leader in the world at genetics for cattle breeding 
specifically while you're here at the National Western Stock Show. So what individuals like you and I might not always see, Mike, when we're here and probably a lot of the people that are listening today, the breeders from 42 states are here on site. And these are the people that are out there working every day, even when it's minus 10 degrees, they're picking uh, the water troughs, uh, ice out of them so that their cattle can have something to drink. And they're out there doing that, right? So that you and I can have food on our plates and walk into King Supers and there's beef, there's pork, there's virtually anything we want to eat. So, so when those individuals, all 42 states gather here, they're sharing best practices in livestock production. They're sharing best practices in farming. And they're sharing genetics, um, all the breeding techniques that they're using that are cutting edge and technology that they're using. And they're going back to their ranches to become better. And when you think about sustainability in this world, our ranchers have been uh, practicing and farmers have been practicing sustainability since, you know, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 years. If you think about the way they rotate their crops, the way they move their cattle from one pasture to another to make sure that it's healthy, that pasture is healthy. They, they were the originators of sustainability. And I think we all need to recognize that as well as, uh, uh, as we go forward to thank and salute those farmers and ranchers that put food on our table. So there is so much activity at the National Western. There is, there is every day there's more than a million dollars worth of cattle that gets sold on site. And that is something that no one really knows except the people that are here on site making those transactions occur. So it's, it's an amazing spectacle. Well, I think that really is incredible. Now, shifting to the future, can you kind of walk us through the big picture and, and then uh, tell us where you are in the process? You bet. And the future is is so bright. I mean, we we are just scratching the surface, Mike, at what this place is going to be. Uh, the National Western Center will forever change Denver, Colorado into the epicenter, the Silicon Valley of agriculture. Think of what we're about to explode on the world here. It's something that's never occurred in the history of mankind where we have a leading land-grant university in Colorado State University that is now partnered on-site with three buildings dedicated to food research, water research, and animal health and well-being. Uh, And that's just one of the great anchors. The other anchor, obviously, the National Western Stock Show. We're here not only to celebrate agriculture and and continuance of the Western values and and celebration of the West that we do, but we're also here to bring you world-class entertainment that just can't be found anywhere else. And in this case, it will be in new buildings. We'll have new stockyards, the Steel and Ron Williams yards. They will be open in 2022. And that will be historic because they're on previously historic land that was uh, really back in 1906. It's where the where the yards were. So we're reinvigorating that area. They're going to be they're going to have power and water out in all those pins that doesn't exist anywhere in America. It's only going to exist here. Secondly, we have our first vertical building that will be uh, done here in 2022 called the. Stockyards Events Center, named after Hutchison Western, Buck and Janie Hutchison. 
that one is going to be state of the art has two show rings and a uh, auction arena so we can we we can allow our breeders and our exhibitors to come exhibit their animals transact business on site in a manner that they've never had in their lives and denver is the cutting edge for that and as you get to the future a new livestock center uh multi-purpose venue the rest of the year so yeah it'll be great for stock show but it's a multi-purpose 3,000 seat venue the rest of the year Uh, a new equestrian center that will allow us to compete for national and international shows that we've never been able to even step in the room to have a conversation on so these things are all coming together right here with the city with us as stock show and with Colorado State University and the great work that they do, it's just not happening anywhere but Denver, Colorado. Oh, it's so exciting to think about. And you've also got the expansion of light rail connecting the city up to the expansion. How's that coming along? Very good. It's, it's open now. So you, you can, uh, you can, we're the first stop on the North Metro line right out of downtown. So you come up here to the National Western Stop, and boy, we're certainly optimistic that when the 2020 stock show gets here in, geez, I guess nine months from now or so, people will take that in droves. And we're very, very hopeful they will because it will alleviate their parking problem here. You know, a lot of times people come down here and they just get frustrated because it's hard to find a parking spot. But with that new commuter rail line stop right here on site, Mike, that should, knock on wood, if even 10% of our 700,000 plus attendees would take that, it would help the congestion around here a great deal. I would venture a guess to say that there'll be more cowboy hats on that light rail than any other place in the world at, at any time. They probably set a Guinness book world records for cowboy hats on a light rail. Man, I tell you, that's one we ought to try. I like your thinking. <laughs> uh, Paul, what do you want the business community to know? How can the business community be supportive? Uh, how can, how can we engage our elected officials? Cause I know there's a, a public, uh, a public component to all of this. Um, just to be good partners in the business community, um, what's our role? What would you like from us? Well, I'll tell you, Mike, in the short term, uh, we need, and, and, you know, Stock Show has been partnered with the downtown Denver business leaders since 1906. So this this uh, partnership, this love affair has, has gone, uh, you know, 100 plus years. And we're so appreciative for the support. I would even suggest that, that Denver, Colorado, the downtown businesses support this stock show better than any city in America supports their stock show. And I'll, I'll say that in any crowd anywhere. But we are at a crossroads here. We have just come through a year with the pandemic where we are in the live event business. So uh, since March of last year, this complex has been closed. As a result, we haven't been able to kick off any revenues uh, so to speak. And I've obviously had to lay off a majority of my staff, 60% of my staff. So we are really, really hurting. And we are in front of the Colorado legislature now with an ask. We're asking for $3.5 million of help. We've never been funded by the Colorado legislature in our lifetime, not one time. And we've kicked off $120 million a year for a long, long time of economic impact. 
And so it's, it's time to maybe give back a little bit to the National Western Stock Show. We are not part of any funds that are part of the uh, uh, nonprofit community. Uh, we don't get any funding from anywhere but ourselves. So, so I think uh, the business community, I'd, I'd encourage you to reach out to your legislators, uh, encourage them that you're supportive of uh, you know a small amount of funding to, to keep the gap between now and stock show. Uh, because I'm still not doing any events here. The COVID dial has to be ratcheted back significantly for me to open this complex. And uh, and even when I do, if it's only at 50 people per room, that's not going to kick off enough money to even pay my heating bill here. So, so I would I would suggest now more than ever, we need the business leaders and the and the legislature to really think about 114 years and helping us bridge the gap between now and stock show and get us on a path that we can have success in 2022 and not worry about uh, a, a financial debacle coming here that, uh, that right now is in my headlights if we don't change direction somehow. A big question I keep getting asked from, I got it asked from city council today, Mike, was do we think we're going to be able to operate at full capacity, you know, inside our buildings? And well, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. Nobody does, right? But but every model I've looked at shows herd immunity by, and I've got two guys on my board. One of them is the head of Anschutz Medical Center is telling me August, September ought to be pretty much herd immunity. Everybody that's going to take that vaccine will have had it, according to them. So, you know, there's not a good, good business model for half a building full. It's just, it, it doesn't exist. I still got to pay the cowboys and the guys with the bucking stock and the rest of that. So, so we really need the ability to, open up and listen, if, if we got to wear masks, okay, but social distancing just kills events like ours. So uh, very difficult to operate uh, under social distancing a year from now. So hopefully we won't need to do that. And, um, and everybody can come celebrate together at the 2022 show. We're, we're, we have another vaccination event here coming up in two weeks. We're, we're trying to vaccinate as many people as possibly we can in the complex here and, and lending our complex to the SCL health in this case, but uh, we'll do it anytime they want to do it because more people take that thing, the, the more open this is going to all be. Absolutely. Well, it's very good visibility. Thank you very much for sharing that component with us, Paul. It's, it's been great to catch up with you today and we sure appreciate you stopping by and would invite uh, you to, to do so again at any time. Uh, that you have news and information that you need to get out to the community. We certainly want to be uh, a very good partner of what you all are doing up there for the, really for the betterment of the city and for the whole state. And, and I know there's a, a benefit to the broader nation as well. So thank you for everything that you're doing. You bet, Mike. Thanks for having me. And I, I always appreciate uh, your leadership of that uh, Colorado Concern Group and uh, really appreciate all your members too. So thank you. Thanks for listening to the In the Arena podcast with Colorado Concern. I hope you'll subscribe so you can stay informed on the intersection of business and politics in Colorado. 